to the two you mystery tour. I'm Alex. I'm Niku. And today... It should be me asking you that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and today... <laughs> we are going to be talking about a one man named D.B. Cooper. He is a famous guy. A we're doing we're guy. doing like one that most people have probably heard of. If you haven't heard of him, you're living under a rock. You probably have heard of his name at least, but mm-hmm. maybe not the details. That's the same. That's probably with me. I'd know about him mm-hmm. just very high level. Well. And today you're going to tell me more. I am indeed. We've switched places again. We have. We have. Okay, so. You guys need to comment below and tell us what, who you prefer. Yeah, and subscribe and like <laughs> the channel as well. Please. But also tell us who yeah. you prefer to tell the stories. Oh, no, don't do that. Don't <laughs> piss against each other. Um, okay, so. In Portland, Oregon, on November the 24th, the day before Thanksgiving, in 1971, a nondescript man, appearing to be in his mid-40s and about six feet tall, bought a $20 ticket for Northwest Orient Airlines flight 305. 305. This flight was bound for Seattle, Washington, and the man gave his name as Dan Cooper. So he's not going very far. Like, Oregon to Seattle? Portland to Seattle, yeah. Is Portland in Oregon? Yeah, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, so it's just like... Yeah, it's not very far. I always thought he was going to Utah or across Utah. Well, I think that's from Prison Break. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think it is because you know they like yeah, they buried his stuff in Utah. Honestly, the amount of people, the amount of pop culture stuff that's come out of this is unbelievable. <laughs> so <clears throat> Cooper boarded the plane. He was in a business suit with a black tie and a white shirt, and he was accompanied with horn-rimmed sunglasses, a trench coat, and loafers. What a look. Can mm-hmm. like that. So he ordered a drink, a, a bourbon and soda, and he waited for the flight it's to take bourbon. off. Bourbon? Is that whiskey? Yes, bourbon whiskey. Have you had bourbon and soda? Not in soda, no. Mm, yum. We should have that tomorrow. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> a short time after taking off, around 3pm, he handed a stewardess by the name of Florence Schaffner a note reading, Miss, I have a bomb here and I would like you to sit by me. Imagine getting that in you. She was a fairly young student. I think she That's was a nice no. Line. Yeah, she was one of the. Yeah, there. Were, I think she was one of the youngest stewardesses that was on the flight. There was a whole heap of pe- like the amount of crew that's on that flight. There was three pilots and like six stewardesses or stewards okay. on the flight. It's so quite it's, a large front. Yeah, that's what I thought as well because I didn't think it was normal to have three pilots on it. But yeah, so the sun stu- the stunned stewardess did as she was told. Um, and while she was sat by him, he opened a cheap attache case. So attache case is one of those, do you remember those old school like block ca- suitcases, like briefcases that you would mm. click and then you'd like fold yeah. it open. Oh, that's so 70s. And it would have like classic, would be like stacks of money in it. Oh, yeah. But instead of stacks of money, um, he showed her a glimpse of a battery, a mass of wires and red colored sticks. All in the suitcase, i.e. what looks like a bomb. Mm-hmm. And he demanded um, she write down what he told her. So soon, Stewardess was taking down a note um, and the ca- and took it to the captain of the plane. And the, in the note, it demanded four parachutes. He wanted four parachutes and $200,000 in $20 bills um, wet, uh, upon landing. He wanted that to be to be at the airport for him. 
And $200,000 in that money is $1.2 million in today's money. Wow. So yeah. how does he think he can just get money at the airport? It's mental. <laughs> without getting arrested yeah. he's on arrival. But he's essentially hijacked a plane. And he said, I've got a bomb. I'll blow it up unless you get me what I want. But he hasn't really thought this through, has he? Like, oh, give me the money when we land. When it's I'm no longer a threat. I suppose then well, he'd be like, I'm going to... Well, okay. <laughs> you think that, but you you are right. He would technically be no longer. Fl- well, he has a whole flight of thirty six passengers yeah, on the plane with him. A, yeah. So the flight to Seattle, as you said, it's very close. So it only took thirty minutes. Okay. Yeah. Um, to get to, but air traffic control kept them circling the airport in a pattern over a large body of water in a place called Puget Sound. Um, for nearly two hours while the government agents were kind of scrambling to try and get the supplies and meet the man's demands because they were they were meeting his demands. They were going to because he was holding essentially 36 people plus cabin and crew and staff hostage. So they were going to do it. Oh, it's not a very large flight, 36 people. It must be quite a small Yeah, a small plane. Okay. Which is, again, pilots. weird for <laughs> how many... Pi- yeah. Um, I, I think I'm pretty sure there was 36 people on board. Yes, 36. Maybe it's like um, 360. No, it's, it's 36. <laughs> but it was like a lightning storm and stuff, and there was a big storm. And actually, after the fact, the crew found out that the reason that they were being told to go in a holding pattern over this large um, body of water was because if they had, if the guy had, if Dan Cooper had set the bomb off, they didn't want remains of people like falling over like city oh on the God. city and stuff. They just wanted to go straight into the water. Oh my yeah. God. That's pretty. That's pretty grim. Yeah, not nice, is it? No. No, but it makes yeah. you realize how like they were. It's it makes it's like not personal at all, is it? For these like these are people, but they're like thinking about oh, mm-hmm. we need to think about how they're gonna die or something. Yeah. Well, they yeah oh. they just don't want to freak other people out. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. It's crazy. And if a plane falls on to like a residential area, mm. it's gonna kill even more people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very true. Like in terms of the parts of the plane and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point, actually. So Cooper, so they landed eventually. Cooper released the 36 passengers um, and the authorities, well, when the authorities had provided the money and the parachutes. So he actually then forced two pilots, a flight engineer and a flight attendant to remain on the plane. So they landed. They landed. He received the goods. That he oh. demanded. So he received the money and the, the parachutes. And then he said he released 36 passengers, all of the crew except for two pilots, a flight engineer and a flight attendant. Okay. So after it had refueled, he then ordered the pilots to fly him to Mexico City. Oh. Yes. Is this? So what he did is he told them, <clears throat> he said um, he instructed the pilot to fly under 10,000 feet and at a speed slower than 200 knots. Okay. So, because at around 8pm, so they think he was be- they were, he was between Seattle and Reno, Nevada, and it's widely believed to be near, the, the area where, the area that they were in at that point was near Ariel, Washington. Um, again, we are British, so I don't know what the, the, the kind of t- towns and things like that. So I might be pronouncing it completely wrong as well. Um, but Cooper removed his tie, he lowered the rear steps, and he jumped out of the back of the plane Wait. with two parachutes and the ransom money. Now, the reason I think that there was two parachutes is I lo- I saw the parachutes that they were actually, like, 
that they provided with him with and th- like there's not a safety on them so my assumption is he jumped out with two because if he pulled one and it didn't work he could pull the other one ah uh, right is my assumption but he asked for four why he asked for four i don't know in case he lost yeah two on the way um, <laughs> yeah but what they later found what they later discovered is one of the parachutes that he had taken had actually been sewn shut so if he had pulled it it wouldn't have worked because oh. it was a training parachute so it's just for training it's just in terms of like doing all the actions it doesn't actually release anything oh so he was clever to take two with so him. he was actually quite smart yeah, yeah. in case of that happened mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. so he could have died really if but, he didn't yeah. take two so yeah so he jumped out the he jumped out the plane the two parachutes and all the money and he actually used the cord from one of the remaining parachutes in the plane um, to tie the stolen money bag, like all of the money bag shut and to him. Okay. So he used it to attach him to him so he didn't have to kind of make sure he was holding on to it all the time. After that, the pilots landed safely, but obviously Cooper was gone. He disappeared into the night. And his ultimate fate remains a mystery to this day. So that's pretty much all of the information that people know about this case. Okay. That's it. And it's been going on. It's the longest and most exhaustive investigation in history. So it when uh, this was in 1971, and the case actually. So the FBI launched. They they began launching a case actually while the plane was still in the air because they found out about it, and it was na- it was named um, Norjack for Northwest hijacking. And so this case went on from they they officially closed it in two thousand and sixteen. Okay. So it's the long I think it's the one of the longest like mysteries that's to be unsolved like in history. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still unsolved even yeah. if they closed mm-hmm. it. So initially the agency believed. So this is kind of where the, the agency kind of had some sort like this is what their thoughts were and their kind of theories and mm-hmm. things like that. But initially the agency believed that Cooper knew about planes. And the area he was traveling over, so he kind of clued himself in. And it was actually speculated that he served in the military, possibly as a paratrooper. But it was decided... um, So they decided that he probably wasn't an experienced skydiver in the end because the jump was too dangerous and he failed to notice that his reserve parachute was shown set for training. Yeah. So my question... But I did think, like, could he have just unsewn it? Well, if, if, it's saw sewn, it. if it's sewn shot, how how has he got time to unsew it? He's just used a knife and quickly... But he's got a three, two other options. Why didn't he just take one of them instead? Yeah, um, yes, that's a good point, actually. But it, yeah, so they think that he probably wasn't a paratrooper. Yeah. In the end. And the agency reported that it looked at over 800 suspects. Okay. Um, In the first five years. Mm. With almost all being eliminate, eliminated, some were ruled out on basis of DNA that was eventually recovered from the tie that Cooper took off before jumping. But they actually did have a prime suspect for a while. Mm-hmm. And his name was Richard Floyd McCoy. And he was arrested for a very similar cr- crime several months later. But he was eliminated as a suspect mainly because um, the two flight attendants had actually given pretty much near identical descriptions of the man. Mm-hmm. Of DB Cooper, um, and he didn't match them at all. He didn't match that those descriptions at all. So they kind of he he obviously was in jail already. He had gone to prison for for committing something similar, but he actually um, while serving his sentence, just a I was going to say a fun fact. It's not a very fun fact, but while serving his sentence, um, he made a f- McCoy 
he made a fake gun and escaped from prison. Um, but he was killed in a shootout with law enforcement. Mad things happen in the 70s, don't they? Yeah, I know. can't imagine that happening now. But it, it makes sense. Like, this whole thing, like, again, going back to what we spoke about last time, with, or last week, with the, with the um, like, the film element. Yeah, yeah. It. It's, yeah, it's very filmy. I know. I but, Well, mm. I think, I wonder if it's filmy because we have seen it on TV because it's been reenacted so many times by people and yeah. mm-hmm. um, because it's the sort of thing that would get reenacted I mean yes someone hijacking mm. a plane and then parachuting out of it it's crazy. like yeah it does sound like a movie it does so many obviously speculate that he didn't survive mm-hmm. because he jumped out of a plane <laughs> um, but apparently at that altitude the winds were more than 200 miles per hour 322 kilometers an hour um and the parachute he used apparently couldn't be steered. So it's just a pull and like, just hope, just you land where you land. How did they know that he used like a dummy parachute? Did they not find it? Did they find it on the ground? No, they've so, never found any. They've never, they've not found any. So anything. how did they know one of them was... Because I think they'll have given him one oh, just to like... Oh, and then the, like, the two yeah. that was like left over were the, the proper the, yeah, ones. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, he did yeah. take the so one. So it'll have been a process of elimination, I think. Mm. Um... So it was yeah. a purposeful. Maybe yeah, it was a purposeful I th- yeah, I would say so because they were pretty. They were aware that he had taken a training parachute, but um, in addition to this, he would have landed in a in a rugged, heavily wooded area. So, uh, yeah, he would have. I mean, if you can't control the parachute, you're like you're gonna and you land in a tree or something. It's gonna. It's at least going to hurt. Mm-hmm. However, there was a slight break in the case in 1980. Ooh. When um. A boy, a boy found a decaying package containing five thousand eight hundred dollars, and this package was buried along the Columbia River, river north of Portland, and some twenty miles, thirty-two kilometers from Ariel, the place where they speculated that he jumped, that location of where he jumped, and the serial numbers of the money, all of which were twenty-dollar bills, um, matched those of the ones that they gave him in the ransom. Oh, so it was his. It was the cash that they had given him on the plane. It was found buried. It was found buried in on a river, like a riverside. Oh, yeah. Wow. But you know, following an extensive search after that, nothing else was found. And then, yeah, because so, it's all in Utah. Was that? <laughs> but yeah, so like that's pr- that's uh, that's pretty much that is pretty much the case. But you know, as I said, they FBI received heaps of tips. Nothing came of it, but in 2016, it was officially closed um, because the FBI stated that its resources could best be used in other cases, which, I mean, yeah, it's gone. And fun fact for you, so the man used the alias Dan Cooper. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's not his real name, but in subsequent news reportings and um, and in a subsequent subsequent news report Third time lucky. Um, <laughs> a reporter misheard the name um, and he said db cooper and that's what that's how it stuck oh. so that's why he's known as dp db cooper it's got a ring to it because mm-hmm. um well uh, a b c d it's like db oh yeah C. i don't know yeah db yeah they're like e yeah e at the end yeah but yeah, uh, that is so. That is the case. But I mean, as we've spoken about, kind of you've said f- with the prison break thing, he's ev- like he's been reenacted, and he's like this folk hero. And there's so many. 
Like I was looking up, there's so many things based around him. It's yeah. unreal. I don't know many... why he's gotten so famous. It, like, I think it's, it's become... the mystery element, yeah. and you can use it really well. So like, like we were talking, like you can you can integrate it into stories. Like in yeah. Prison Break, they well, spoiler if you. I mean, from... if you haven't seen Prison <laughs> yeah, Break by now, we're judging you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, the, yeah, like the, he was a character in Prison Break. Yeah, it's not really a money, spoiler, guys. And they went and got yeah, and they they looked for the money, but so. Would you like to know um, the 15 best movie and TV moments featuring D.B. Cooper? Go for it. So the first one is The Mystery of D.B. Cooper. <laughs> which <laughs> Very is, original. Uh, yeah, done by HBO Max. It's is just it a documentary? A, it's an in-depth documentary. Uh, In Search Of was another series, again, kind of documentary thing. The Pursuit of D.B. Cooper, another... Um, uh, I wonder if, <clears throat> I, if I'll know any of these. The Pursuit of D.B. Cooper, I believe, was um, kind of a Hollywood film. Okay. Um, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that a movie? Uh, yeah, looks like a movie. Prison Break, as we said. That's the most famous one, I think. That or um, I bet Loki won't be on here, but there's Loki. a one called Skyjack. Um, News Radio. Uh, Journeyman. These seem like they're American. A news or report: Bigfoot, <laughs> Bigfoot versus DB Cooper. Oh my god! That's so good. <laughs> That's too far. Skyjacked. Every everything is fine. Um, Dan Cooper comics. Oh, that was quite cool. He made a comic, The Far Side, and Todd Sniper DB Cooper. But as I said, um, Loki. There was also a reference to DB Cooper where um, it, the the Marvel film, the Marvel TV show. Yeah, I I remember that and Prison mm. Break. I haven't heard of any of these other ones. I wonder if anybody has really. No, have I. They they're they're all American made. Yeah. So, so again, we're Britain. Oh, and if you want, if you're interested, I'll put it on the screen. If you're watching the video, if you're not watching, if you're listening on audio, feel free to go over to YouTube and you will see a map detailing kind of the flight path and Ooh. where things were found and things like that. <clears throat> so, so what's your, th so interesting. first thing is, do you think he survived? Well, I was, I was thinking about how he wouldn't have until you told me about this buried money. Yeah. And now I'm like, but the thing is, he is so the the money is found near Portland. So he has obviously gone back to where he started the flight from. No. Oh no, the original he's going flight. That way. So he's going down. He jumps out here. Yeah. But he remember lands around here and remember, then he just goes that way. He took the flight from Portland to Seattle, landed in Seattle, took the money, and then started flying away towards Mexico. Oh. So he is originally from Portland, oh. most likely. Because he's gone back. I have a theory. You have a theory? <laughs> you complete, so I completely missed that. Okay. I completely missed the fact that he was... Everything started in Portland and this money has been found very near Portland. I completely missed... I didn't realize, uh, yeah. Yeah. So he, I think his whole plan was to get back to Portland. He had probably, I think he's put like a stash house. He's created a stash house beforehand. Yeah, something like that. Or he's got an accomplice mm -hmm. at home or something who is waiting for him yeah and i don't know i wonder if he had someone waiting for him maybe he didn't survive and but mm -hmm. that person took the money <laughs> rude well yeah i know right but that's the only way i can explain the buried money if he were not to have survived mm. um 
I think he ha- he maybe has flight experience because he told them at what altitude and at what speed to go. I just feel like that... In, in terms of being able to jump out of a plane. Yeah, yeah, I just feel like that kind of thing in the 70s wasn't easy to Google or <laughs> wasn't easy to, like, you know, find out. You know, they, don't, they didn't have even phones, mm-hmm. mobile phones. So it definitely, he either knew someone or he had, like, people who had told him how to do it or he knew himself like Mm. how to jump out and at what altitude but still i don't think he got it right because they said it's a high chance he died because of the wind speed and stuff so maybe he didn't actually know what he was doing Mm. but i think can you tell can you show me what horn-rimmed glasses look like i can i actually don't know what they what they are give me a minute okay horn-rimmed glasses i guess i'll have to put these on the screen as well you guys should uh, visit our Instagram. We put photos of the case on our Instagram posts. That's what we'll do. I'm yeah. not going to put it in here. <laughs> horn-rimmed glasses. These are horn-rimmed glasses. Oh, they are classic. Like They're very nice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but they are cla- they are classic, like, old-school glasses, aren't they? Yeah, they're very yeah. smart-looking. Like, biz- like, I can imagine him wearing a suit with those mm-hmm. glasses like he, totally. ha- he was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, you, but you put a hat on him as well, wouldn't you? In yeah, I just feel like he. Oh, yeah. do you want to see what he looks like as well? I've seen his um his like drawings of. Oh, you've seen that, yeah. Yeah, but those are not horn rimmed glasses. They look like sunglasses from his the photo that they've. But unless they're fully horn rimmed, so these might be like style ones. So like like of, like they're horn rimmed oh, as well. Oh yeah, God, I can totally imagine what he. Lo- I think they're quite good sketches. Yeah. I can I can imagine seeing this guy in the street. Totally, yeah. Like most of the sketches are very like kind of like you can't even tell yeah. if that's a person it's like, a very it, average it could be thing, but, they, but i think that's why because because the the two stewardesses and probably others were able to describe him so well probably yeah. because they were with him for a good while and they were i mean when you're like when you're in that feet like that shock you probably remember them fairly well yeah I just wonder, because this is such a good sketch, and there's just no way he wouldn't have been seen. Because, let's face it, I don't think he's gone out to Florida. He is but he's still on the West Coast, because that money is still on the West Coast. What if he paid, so, like, if he's, so he has the equivalent of $1.2 million now, yeah. right? Yeah. If you flew, would you not organize, be like, I will give you 200 grand mm. if you fly me from here to Mexico? Or if you fly me from here to the Bahamas. And the other the person thingy. buried it. It and wasn't then, him who buried yeah. it. Yeah. Or it just things went awry and he buried stuff on the on the way. As like a safety yeah. a safety net. And then I mean, if you care, that's what his tie looks like. Did they find this tie? So he took it off before he jumped. It's like a clip tie. See, it's not like a tie tie. So it's like to- everything is like kind of yeah. fake with his appearance. Yeah. And then that's the money that they found. In like, I mean, it was nine years later. Wow! So, and then yes, that's the part. Oh, the parachute looks like. Imagine jumping. Out. I know, right? And then that is uh, that's one of the unused parachutes. Apparently. Again, you guys will have these photos on our Instagram yes. for you guys to look at. It's really interesting, actually. Um, mm-hmm. but I I think that he had an accomplice for sure you reckon? Was, well not an accomplice because he did everything himself yeah. but i think there was a getaway car or driver and i don't you think, always need a getaway yeah but I, I think that he had mm. someone waiting for him and i think he went out of the country mm-hmm. but not to mexico to canada because they're closer to canada 
Oh, so, so, so I don't, I actually don't, I don't think he died. You don't think so? I don't think yeah. he died. The reason being that they found nothing. They found no yeah. remains. They found no, no, um, like clothing. They found no parachute, like remains, nothing. They didn't even find the money. If they found, if they would, if you'd find, like, even if he was to be eaten by a wild animal. You'd find the parachute. You'd find something. Yeah. You definitely, but he parachutes to, are massive. He just, yeah, just take, like he, you know, took it all, like to, again, like hide his tracks. And that's two different states, isn't it? Yeah. So you're going from one state into another. And I mean, we watched something. Um, it was like a, it wasn't a documentary, but it was about, it was like a reenactment, a retelling of the fact of the, one of the first cases where states started to speak with each other. Yeah. So my thought is if the, I don't, I think it was after 1970s. So what happened, like if they're not talking to each other and he just crosses the state line and he's off, I suppose the FBI is involved actually. And they are fully nationwide. Yeah, that's why I, I mm. wonder if he went. I don't even think Alaska, because Alaska is still mm. a state of America. I yeah. think he maybe disappeared into Canada. And information mm. wasn't so... It just wasn't traveling as fast in the 70s, I yeah. don't think. He, I, yeah, I agree. He's not dead. I think he paid people to help him get out once he landed. Mm -hmm. And... I think that's where what the money is about. It's not actually him that buried it. I think maybe someone was scared because they knew it was stolen, so they mm -hmm. buried it. Um, this is such a... It's always, like, fascinating me. I actually didn't know that he landed. What do you mean? Like, I had no idea. Oh, landed, refueled, and, and yeah, went Yeah, I actually... And I can't believe they allowed this to happen. Like it's it's he, a tough one because you're he like, was allowed to refuel and fly away when there was so many people who knew about this. Could they not track him after that? And but they knew where he was going. They knew he was going to Mexico. So what? They, there's nothing they can do apart from wait for him in Mexico. Is the flight radar back in those days not? But you would like that's what I mean. It doesn't because the the pilot was so the pilot was able to communicate with the floor with the ground and be like look we're being held hostage this guy's got a bomb he's gonna blow up the plane unless you do this what this and this yeah so there's communication between the ground and the plane when it lands and goes back up on its way to mexico the only thing that they can do is be like they can track that they can probably track the plane but the only thing they can do in terms of like unless they want to shoot the plane out the sky yeah is wait for it to land again but how was he able to take off like go on the runway and take off without any interference without being stopped without because he still had hostages yeah i suppose he, he still did. had five um yeah, five hostages they i yeah i suppose this case is probably so big in pop culture because it's not really a massive tragedy because there are no deaths yes because of him yeah so i suppose mm -hmm. it kind of makes it more okay to you mm -hmm. know have it in movies and stuff as much yeah imagine you found his money today i don't know like i feel like you would have found it by now especially when the investigation has gone on for so long but then we do forget the united states is a massive it's huge massive place and as you said imagine you went to canada he probably <laughs> i think i genuinely he is just like one state over yeah he's not far from canada and it, i don't because a lot of people are like oh he yeah, went from they... washington into oregon you could just go into idaho into Montana. Oh, you, could, you could find... I don't think he'd go back into Washington. Or get a little boat. Get yeah. a little boat number. Yeah, all you into need... Into British Columbia. I think it is very easy to get 
into Canada that way. And in the 1970s, yeah, in the Canada wouldn't even have a clue about who this guy is. No, like so, I think he survived and went to Canada, and I think he's a very smart guy because, mm-hmm. and a confident guy because I. I can't imagine someone could get away with actually landing a plane and then getting it to go off again. Yeah, wild. Yeah, and and then parachuting off. This is why it's such a famous case because it's absolutely crazy. It's also like if he if he so if he made it, it's gone off without a hitch. Well, it's yeah. a plan that's no, that hasn't had like there's been no issues in the plan. The plan's gone exactly. To to plan how did he get onto the plane did he not need to show a passport is this back before the airport like security buying a ticket like they obviously didn't keep keep track of Mm -hmm. everything is like paper copies so you probably bought the ticket at the airport with like cash or something well yeah they just said he just paid 20 dollars for a ticket do you even need to show a passport for in 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 you inside flights Possibly not, or he just had some fake documentation or something. Yeah, I just wonder, yeah. because even if you did show your ID, I don't think it was scanned or anything mm-hmm. back in those days. Like they didn't have sc- scanning back in 1970. Uh, no, they didn't. They, didn't they must have done something, but like yeah. I don't think it was like held on record. Nothing was on record it's wild. like that. This is why all this wild stuff happened in the 80s and 70s, yeah. because they didn't keep track of anything. Yeah. And then all this happened, and then that's when they started to like... They just assumed no things. one would have the balls to do it. Yeah, I know. Oh, I... But also, like, like, look at, like, you'd have to have, like, fair play, like, I mean, fair play to D.B. Cooper, jumping out of a plane and trusting something that looked like that. I mean, this bag, to keep him alive. a canvas bag... It looks like a satchel. This is someone who has nothing to lose. Yeah. And I wonder, I would, I would love to know about, about this. the person. That's what, that's what <laughs> I, I mean. Love that's to why know it's it, so for this to get mad because there's not, there's, there's no, there's no information about him. There's no. It drives me crazy because he's because he, it's a full alias. No one knows about him. No one rec like. There's nothing. No one ever kind of came forward and be, is like this looks like this person this seems like this person maybe it's he wasn't american like, maybe he came from canada maybe and he just yeah. went back it could i mean there's so many options it's mental i know i wonder i wonder if he was actually american mm-hmm. whether what, what if he was canadian and he like crossed to do this crime get and his money go back and he he did it yeah. he got it and i don't know um, i i wonder if he did die but if he didn't then, which I mean, highly imagine. doubt he did, then oh, this kind of stuff now. How old would never, he be now? He'd be pretty old. I don't know how 50, old he was at the time of this happened. Like, it was a fi- How many years ago was it? 51? Because how old was he? How old does he look? He looks about 40, does he? Or 51. Let's... He'd, be, he'd be 80 by now if he's 40 in that. Mm, no, he'd be 90. It was 51 years ago. Was it 50? Oh, when yeah. was this? 1971. Okay. So it's 51 years ago. So he would be... He does look like 30, late, be, late 30s, 40s. He'd be like 91. Yeah, he'd be like... So he's probably died. Well, or he's on his deathbed now. Oh, I hope he... I don't know. I hope someone knows him and just comes yeah. forward. I really want this to be someone solved. Someone finds a diary. Yeah, and he's yeah, admitting to being D.B. Cooper. Yeah. And he, he like tells them where the money is buried. I don't think the money exists anymore. It's been too long. What? No, the money, like the money exists somewhere. No, he definitely has spent it all. But that's what I mean. But it still exists. So you're still like, 
the serial numbers like oh yeah because you would cash. think that you would think that when they because i'm sure when they burn cat like as in when they're when they're um uh, i can't remember what it's called but you essentially you bring in old notes you burn them and then you redistribute new notes okay so it's the same amount of money but it's like newer newer currency um newer looking currency but you would think that they would check the serial numbers on them oh, if they didn't think. and they burned it you'd be, oh, it's never being sold but because it was in the 70s i wonder if they were like if they were if if the money was in like oh, texas yeah, if he's costing like spent mm. it in texas they wouldn't have a clue about oh yeah you go to a convenience store and yeah like, let me just check the serial number on that i know <laughs> doesn't happen totally but yeah. yeah, this is so interesting. I didn't know anything. Ab- I didn't know this much detail. I had no idea he mm-hmm. landed the plane. I had no idea that he actually... Neither did I. I thought... I, but then I, I was like, how did he get all this money if he never landed the plane? It's not just sitting yeah. on the plane, is mm-hmm. it? I, I actually had it in my head that he's, he had a lot less than that. Mm. Um, because, yeah. I, and then when you said he was going from Portland to Seattle, I thought he did the parachuting there. But no... Oh. Um, so very interesting but I think my theory is a little bit boring but I think it may be the right way to go for it mm-hmm. yeah I would agree with you I think he yeah I think um, I think he probably did like have an accomplice or someone else that knew but if if you're watching DB Cooper and you did this all by yourself comment down below kudos to you <laughs> kudos to you yeah reach out reach out we'd love to have a chat um <laughs> But yeah, well, thank you very much, everybody, for yeah. listening, watching, viewing, subscribing. Thank you for the case this week, No Alex. problemo. Yeah. Um, yeah, let us know what you think. If you've, if there's any information I've missed, um, let me know. I'm pretty confident I haven't messed anything up, but you never know. <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know what you think, and we'll see yeah. you next time. Yeah, join us again in two weeks for another mystery. Bye. Bye.